Welcome to Main Menu for May 15, 2010. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, we replay an interview from Blind Bargains with Michelle Pepin of Humanware about Oratio for BlackBerry devices. Although we played an interview from Serotalk several months ago, and although the Blind Bargains interview was done in mid-February, there are many questions regarding the software and supported devices which were answered in this interview. After the interview, we begin a short series on the book transfer software from APH that is used in conjunction with the Bookport Plus. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Welcome to another BlindBargains.com exclusive audio podcast brought to you by the AT Guys, your assistive technology experts. Visit ATGuys.com today for all of your technology needs. Now, here's J.J. Meadow. We're here with Michelle Pepin, product manager for Humanware, and there's been a lot of confusion and perhaps some misinformation uh, regarding the release of Oratio. So uh, Michelle has reached out to us, and uh, we're glad to talk to him today about uh, Oratio and uh, Humanware. So thank you for coming on the show today. Well, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to uh, to, to talk to you to your your public about uh, Oratio for BlackBerry and this new uh, screen reading devices that we've just released uh, a week ago for BlackBerry smartphone devices. Sure. So, how has the uh, the initial release gone? How has the reception been from users? Well, the uh, and, and I'll be really honest. I mean, the, the reception has been it's been a bit a lot of uh, mixed emotion. Uh, of course, when we're looking at a product like this, uh, especially in the North American market, uh, where BlackBerry smartphone has. And I think a l- still a little bit, and I don't want to talk on behalf of RIM here, but a l- still a little bit tagged uh, towards the uh, enterprise market more than individual. I know RIM is putting a lot of effort. They're putting some very nice devices, touchscreen devices, such as the Storm and the Storm 2, out for the individual market as well. Uh, when we're looking at a ratio for BlackBerry as a solution uh, for BlackBerry devices to bring accessibility to BlackBerry devices for people with visual impairments, uh, we're looking at BlackBerry devices with QWERTY keyboard um, interface only. We're not looking at any other uh, type of device such as the Pearl, uh, who has the sure type uh, application of functionality, or the Storm, which is a Storm a touch screen. Uh, so the, the QWERTY keyboard uh, devices that we've been working with uh, and, and trying to um, add support for Oratio for BlackBerry are more devices, in my personal opinion, tagged more to the, the uh, enterprise market at this moment. So we, on, on, on that front, I mean, if we're looking at corporation clients that been, that's been, and, and um, government employees channels that's been anticipating and looking forward to a solution for BlackBerry, uh, screen, sorry, a screen reading solution for BlackBerry smartphone, uh, I would say these people have been quite very happy and pleased with the release of Oratio. Although it's on only one device right now, uh, and I know that's been a lot of talks as well as to why is it's only on one device, and we'll probably get, we'll get it definitely in, in, into that in a few minutes. Sure. But I do, I do want to say that uh, for the for the if looking at the, the the enterprise market and and I'll be blunt and say that the first release of a ratio was probably aimed and tagged a little bit more to the enterprise market uh, and not as much as the individual and it's definitely something that we will be uh, you know constructing or, or, or 
laying the foundation with the first release and building to be able to provide uh, a different solution, improving on the one we've got, but also providing solution for the individual market at the sure. same time. There's been a lot of talk about what uh, Oratio can't do. So let me give you an opportunity to uh, describe some of the things that Oratio can do, some of the features that are included. Well, once again, the, the thing to understand here, and, and I, I appreciate that question, because the thing to understand is what is what a ratio is will allow a user to do, and not necessarily what it won't won't allow a user to do. Uh, the what it will allow you to do, and once again, I'll, I'll come back to what I just said about more of an enterprise uh, market uh, philosophy for the first release is making sure that it will be able to manage, uh, provides our independence and productivity for the, uh, the the visually impaired users that are looking. For, to use a BlackBerry for uh, that specific uh, reason, uh, such as application, to use applications such as the message, uh, all the messaging, so whether it's email, SMS, uh, and MMS, your contact, your calendar, being able to synchronize with your computer, so any, any while you're on the go, anything, any new contacts or any new schedule or appointment you make, you can, you can uh, use the smartphone and you know that uh, with, uh, if, especially if you have a, uh, an email set up uh, through uh, the business enterprise server from RIM, you know, this will be automatically synchronized automatically with your uh, your Outlook on your computer. You don't necessarily need to connect or synchronize it uh, through a USB cable to do so. Of course, email was very important. So uh, the approach of how emails are being uh, read, uh, the level of information as you open up an email was very important for us. So th I would say the application that we put most of our focus on was definitely business uh, enterprise related. Uh, and as I said, email was one. Uh, anything, anything that comes, you know, that that's that uh, that is gravitating around email, such as me uh, all the messaging, the contacts, your calendar, your all the different profile, the task. Uh, we wanted to make sure that these would be fully accessible by the time we we launch Oratio. There is definitely a lot more application. Cause, and it, uh, keep in mind that we say we've been saying since the beginning, our goal is to bring. Uh, accessibility to the core application of the BlackBerry device. We never talked about uh, third-party application right from the get-go. We've been talking about when you purchase a BlackBerry device, the core application that is provided with that device, our goal is to have a ratio, uh, give accessibility to all of them. Now, you, you uh, it's, not something, it's not something that we were able to do right from the get-go because, as I said, we, we, right. we needed to focus on some specific application and the, the application that we focused on were more enterprise than individual-oriented uh, and that uh, I'll, uh, I'll grant you. Sure. Well, you mentioned the uh, the email application as being one of the core focuses. I do notice in the manual uh, the need to turn uh, HTML email off at this point. What's the uh, the reasoning for that? Well, the and 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 that's that's part of that's a, that that brings another issue as well because that's part of the the how we we need to look the market needs to look at a ratio for BlackBerry. Uh, I'll just get, take a step back here and explain a little bit more of the the development uh, background. What what's been you know the behind the scene that nobody really has, has been able to see or or get information on. Uh, you know that BlackBerry Devices runs on Java, a micro-edition platform. So it's nothing even remotely close to uh, Windows CE platform or Symbian devices. So for us, it was for us, and when I say us, it's it's the partnership between Humanware, Research in Motion, Code Factory, and I'll even include there uh, the, the, the TTS provider as well, because uh, for all of us, it was the first time that we were looking at using a Java ME platform and trying to bring accessibility to that platform. So for Code Factory and Humanware, we're starting 
although Code Factory has all the experience with mobile speak, and, and we definitely leverage from that, uh, from that experience. But for them, it was you know it, it was like creating a screen reader from scratch, uh, really starting at at the base level. Same for us. Research in Motion never had a what's called an accessibility application uh, to provide access to the control tree and and within the uh, the core of the Java uh, software, so that we could bring uh, accessibility to it and the screen screen reader, the TTS provider, which I should say, uh, for them was the first time as well, creating a text-to-speech for a Java platform. So as you can see, there was a lot of different development uh, steps that we you know, as we were going, as we were going forward and, and setting new uh, new goals and 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 being able to to reach some of those goals, we realized that there was a little bit more uh, a little bit more different on the development front than we had expected. And you know, that's part of the reason why we were we were sure as we were we were building and 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 hitting milestone that we were we had announced this solution and we you know we did announce it very early on in the development phase because we thought that we had we had pretty much. Uh, control the development side, but we, we, as I said, we realized, and and from all the different angles, that it was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more different than expected. Uh, it's been a learning experience, and uh, for us, the the way we, and the way I see, and the way we introduce, we want to introduce a ratio for BlackBerry. We want to introduce it as the first, and it is the first screen reader for BlackBerry devices running a. So, uh, a Java and uh, micro edition, edition software platform. So it, in a way, it's like looking at mobile speak and talks when they were introduced 10 to 15 years ago. As be, you know, when the first time they got introduced, there was a lot of different uh, application that was not supported. There was a, a little bit of, of fixes or par partially supported application. Of course, with the experience we had from mobile speak, we can pretty much claim that Oratio as the first solution on the market is pretty much at par or even better than what uh, talks and, and mobile speak would have been 15 years ago when it got introduced. But we definitely, the thing to, to, to for me that's important is not comparing uh, one with the other. Because uh, as I said, if you're starting to look at a screen reading for a screen reader for BlackBerry to compare it with uh, a Talks or a Mobile Speak, no, we're not in the same category. We're not at the same level. Uh, where Mobile Speak is, uh, excuse the, 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 I guess the way the way I describe this, but Mobile Speak is, is you know, is building, is finishing the second story uh, house right now. We're just building the foundation of the screen reading devices and that's that's a little bit out the the angle I would want the the, the, the public to look at this uh, we are definitely all four companies that I've mentioned are definitely committed on uh, providing more application uh, and more support to blackberry application to more uh, devices uh, of course as I said this is a foundation so we'll improve the one that's out there and we will definitely add uh, and and design this for the enterprise and also for the individual market as we as we go forth. So there's some application that the individual market would you know would want to see, would love to see, such as a web browser, such as instant messaging, media player. Whereas on the enterprise side, it's not something that uh, is a, a priority or, or some application that it can actually use. And as I said, for us, that's the reason why we took that angle, saying what we have right now. We've been talking about this solution for uh, and prepping the market for more than a year. So we need to uh, be able to get to to get to market with what we have, and what we have right now is a more more of an enterprise solution than individual. And and I, I'm not discrediting anything and anybody anybody's comments uh, on the individual market side as well. We will 
and uh, we are committed to provide a solution for for these customers that are looking at BlackBerry as a uh, a, a smartphone device of choice for their daily activities and and, uh, and independence. And we want to be able to bring that solution as we go forward with the first release. Sure. Let's talk about um, you've had a little a couple of times to the support of more devices, um, and and I know obviously people might have been expecting more devices to be supported with the initial release, or some people who actually had bought smartphones last year thinking they would be supported, and now it turns out they aren't. Um, so what um, are there, obviously there are more devices on the horizon. Um, do you have any specifics that you can lay out at this point? or? Well, what I what I want to say here is is the the the, the BlackBerry Curve eighty five twenty smartphone, which was which is the one that we've uh, we've released with, is a GSM based uh, device. We are definitely committed and working right now on providing a CDMA solution. Uh, the solution that we're working with now, I'll, I, I guess I'll name the device. I mean, but the thing is, I don't. I'm not making any commitment to, to this point. Right. Uh, the, the, the device is the one that we've announced uh, earlier on, and we've been talking about the Curve 8520 and the Tor, uh, the BlackBerry Tor yes. 9630 smartphone, which is a CDMA-based device. And this is the, this is a device right now that we're focusing all of our effort, development effort, to make sure that it is, it will support uh, or ratio in the same fashion that the Curve 8520 does right now. as to when that's going to get to the market, and this is where I can't make any commitment because right now we're in the process of uh, of doing uh, of work of doing the I would say the last stage of the development to make sure that it is a viable solution on the tour 9630. Uh, and and so far the, the results are, are are very are more than promising. What about the 8524? Um, other uh, other carriers besides AT and T or you know c- compatibility in, in uh, Canada or other countries. Okay, and and that's that, that's another that's a totally different uh, topic here. Uh, I just want to say, as I said, I just want to say that we are definitely committed on working with GSM and CDMA, and as RIM brings new devices to the market, uh, we will definitely work on on providing a, 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 a support for a ratio on those devices as well. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to support all of them, but our goal is to be to try uh, and support all the platform that uh, RIM uh, are bringing to market from the Curve 8520 going forward and not backward. Um, that being said, if we're looking at the one that's currently available, and that's something that it definitely, that's one of the, 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 the issues I mentioned to you about, uh, that I want to bring a correction here. When we say that uh, we released it on the Curve 8520 from AT&T, the reason we mention AT&T, and it's, we, we're not saying that AT&T is selling the software solution to their client. The reason why we needed to say AT&T is right now on the in the North American market, AT&T is the only carrier that supports the the Curve 8520 with the proper code line and software built to to support the TTS behind the uh, uh, this the ratio for BlackBerry screen reader. All the other carriers that are supporting uh, and and offering the the, cur- the Curve 8520 does not have the, 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 the proper code line at this moment. That's a software upgrade that RIM Research in Motion has made available for those carriers, but it's a business decision from the carriers only to decide if they're going to provide this, this update or this upgrade to all of their clients. And that's not something that Humanware or even Research in Motion, uh, we can try to influence it any way we can, but it's not, it's, I don't think it's, it's going to make much of an impact. It's up to the, the carrier to decide if it's something they want to do, they're going to do re, uh, in the near future, or if they're waiting for some other upgrades to, to come and, and do a bundle or combining. And that's the reason why we had to point out and mention that AT&T was the only 
uh, carrier that sells the 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 the, the curve eighty five twenty to support a ratio. As we uh, there there is there's two other carriers in Canada. There's one uh, next week that will offer support. Uh, we'll have the proper built. Uh, we'll definitely be announcing it. And there's another one uh, forthcoming in March as well in Canada. Uh, we hope by then to have uh, a CDMA support device for the United States. So at least we'll have a GSM and CDMA choice as we as we're we're as we're going f uh, forward into the development. But uh, if we have, you know, like the T-Mobiles or even uh, even the Sprint or, or all the other carriers that will support either the 8520 or uh, if the Tour 89630 is the other uh, CDMA device of choice that uh, we, we that will support a ratio, uh, it will be up to the, these carriers to have the proper code line and built to, uh, to support the TTS behind a ratio for BlackBerry. Otherwise, once again, we'll have to just um, tag which phone carriers that um, uh, clients can go to uh, to get uh, their phone to install a ratio on. Sure. There's been a lot of talk about the uh, different interfaces to uh, smartphones. Of course, mobile speak and talks are both uh, adding access to touchscreens. Uh, with the BlackBerry, you have created access to the, uh, the trackball and trackpad. So uh, why don't you give it a moment to uh, describe to our listeners how that works? Well, it, 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 we didn't necessarily give accessibility to trackpad or to trackball. Basically, what we gave accessibility is uh, for the information visually displayed on the device screen. The trackpad and the trackball is basically your uh, your one button does it all, as I like to call it, that allows you to move from one application to the next. So visually, a BlackBerry device is uh, the, 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 the screen. If you're looking at the screen, the home screen or the application screen or the menu, what's called the application or menu screen, it's multiple icons. So you're moving from one icon to the next, and each icon is a different application, whether it's message, contact, or ratio for BlackBerry, your option, uh, and so on. The trackball or trackpad allows you to move left, right, up, and down uh, between those different applications. Once you're on, on a given application or the application that you're, you're, you're looking to go into, then you simply press that trackpad or trackball that takes you into the application. And then it becomes a, uh, a vertical list type of menu. And it's the same thing as you're scrolling up or down. And Oratio basically is just reading that all the different uh, feature, the text feature or the visually displayed feature that, that's on the device screen. Uh, so for, for a sighted person like me working with uh, a visually impaired employee using a BlackBerry, I can be sitting right next to him and, and know exactly where he's going because I, what I see on the screen is what is the information that he's being provided. So he is really using the BlackBerry device in the same fashion a sighted person would, would use it without any TTS or any sound. Sure. Speaking of... of um side of the assistance there's been some talk about uh, how the uh, the installation process seems to require some side assistance i know this also was the case uh, perhaps for some of the earlier versions of the uh, the other mobile screen readers so um mm -hmm. are there limitations that are requiring that at this point or well, right that? now, and and we're we're definitely going to be looking at different strategy. Right now, the way the way it was set up uh, with respect to uh, being able to load the uh, the software and uh, register the software, we needed to take uh, to to consider two steps. We it was impossible to just do it in one step, and that's something that we need to uh, look into part of that development to say, okay, what, how can we improve this to make the, the user experience uh, much easier and much faster? At this moment, the way it works is step one is uh, downloading the, the, the software. So it's a ratio for BlackBerry software. Once it's installed on the device, it does not automatically grant you 
uh, access to the TTS. You need to register your Oratio license to unlock the TTS. That is within the device once you've loaded the, uh, the Oratio software. Uh, and that, that unfortunately, uh, the way it works is, and I'm saying unfortunately, that's how, that's what, how we designed it. And this is what we'll need to uh, look into and shed a little bit more light into how we can make that much simpler, automatic. But the way it will work is uh, the, the user once they've installed the Oratio software, we'll be given a product serial number code that uh, we need to, uh, it, it, they, they filter, basically, it's not, it's not humanware that filters, this is all done from the website. They enter that code on, into the website uh, edit field for the, the license key generation, and the key is automatically generated. But the, 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 the part that I say, unfortunately, is that while that, during that process, uh, the, the smartphone uh, with Oratio is still not talking until you put in your uh, registration key properly. And once the registra registration key is entered, then it unlocked the, the, the TTS and Oratio takes over and it starts from the, the, the Oratio getting started wizard, takes you into the BlackBerry getting started wizard and uh, it, then it becomes as I said, fully audible uh, and, sure. and usable. But that's the only time uh, the first registration, the first install Installation uh, that a visually impaired user will need the help of a sighted uh, assistance. Unfortunately, is that, um, uh, is th that thereafter? Any but the thing to consider is thereafter any updates that will come. They it will be done through download. It will be done very seamlessly. Uh, but once it's unlocked, then it's unlocked. They don't. Uh, they'll be able to 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 do any updates, any uh, install, any other application with. The uh, as I said, uh, a ratio being there to support that. Is there is there a hardware limitation why that that screen with the registration code couldn't talk, or is that related to? I know there's also not a free trial um, for the product at this point. Are those related or? Well, the, I would I would say it's not a question of, of memory or, or free trial. It's just it's a question of how we uh, the the uh, the. the I would say Oratio installation procedure works and the TTS uh, permission. Uh, those are, are, are right now are separate. They're not into one. So it means that the TTS does not come necessarily with the, uh, the software. It's pre-installed on the device and the device needs to be unlocked to uh, authorize the TTS to work in, in, uh, in symbios with, uh, with Oratio. And that's the reason why until, as I said, we're able to find a solution to add the TTS embedded into the software, which would be one solution mm -hmm. that we could look, uh, then it means that uh, it, those two applications are separate until the license key puts them back together. And that's one. Of, that's that's basically the uh, the main reason why we uh, we need to do a two step process for the registration. Sure, I saw uh, several pages in the manual uh, devoted to a lot of different configuration options that are available um, in a ratio. So I'm gonna give you a moment to talk about uh, some of the customizations that are available. Well, the and and once again, I'm I'm not I'm not a a, a BlackBerry expert either. We don't uh, we don't sell the devices. We 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 manufacture and sell the, the the software. But of course, working with uh with with the BlackBerry smartphone, we want to make the, uh, the the visually impaired uh Black, BlackBerry user experiences as as you know as as easy as possible. So what what we've basically described is how to uh, customize the device right from the get go to allow uh, the first experience of of a BlackBerry user, especially if it's the first time for a visually impaired user on a BlackBerry device, to uh, get a good experience, understand how the trackball works, and understanding uh, how to, uh, to to navigate from one application to the next. So by default, when you get a BlackBerry device, the trackpad and trackball we talked about a few 
few moments ago, uh, you can custom set the sensitivity the sensitivity of, of the navigation, so moving up, down, left, and right. By default, it sets at 70 out of 100. So we recommend uh, first-time users to go into the settings and change that to the lowest setting, which is 20. That way, is as you're scrolling with your finger on a trackball or the trackpad, you're moving you're moving much slower from one application to the next, which means that you're not jumping at 70. As I said, if you're if you're doing a big you know if you're if you're swiping your finger on the trackpad, you will probably jump four or five different applications at one at, 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 on a single pass. And that's right. that's one of the, uh, the the feature, the custom set feature that we're we're re requesting people to change. The other one is uh, there is an accessibility. Um, accessibility application part of the device as well that will allow the user uh, instead of having multiple icon per per screen you can actually change that to just one icon at the time uh, it's it takes a little bit longer especially if you have multiple icons let's say 25 or 26 30 icons on your device but it will also allow you to be sure that you're moving one icon at the time as you're 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 uh, 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 swiping the trackpad or the trackball and these are, are are two of the the, the custom set and these are custom sets from the device itself it's nothing to do with a ratio it's it's uh, the device allows you to do that um, the other one as well that we do mention, uh, which is very important, and it's part of our quick getting started wizard as uh, a user gets and loads a ratio for BlackBerry, is the fact that by default, manufacturing default, when the, uh, the, the, the device comes out, uh, there is a, uh, a button on the right-hand side of the device called the right convenience key that is by default set to camera settings. And that needs to be changed because that button with a ratio is your uh, right convenient key that allows you to use multiple shortcuts uh, to custom set once again your your uh, your uh, a ratio application or user interface without having to go into the ratio software uh, uh, application each time so these are, are the, uh, the, the 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 different uh, settings or application settings that we recommend we're and those are just recommendation by the way we're not telling people if that's uh, that's what they need sure. to do but we're recommending them to use that to make their experience much richer and much much easier from the get-go after that I mean, once they get really uh, used to the device and, and from the beta testing feedback that I got, I mean, it took about a week to, to two weeks learning curve to fully understand how it works. And I'm saying, uh, you know, if you're using it on a regular basis, it's it probably going to be less than a week. Uh, and, and, and people were, you know, people put all the settings back to what it was because uh, that's how they wanted to be able to use it and making sure they had no limitation whatsoever. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the price, 449 uh, retail here in the U.S., a little bit higher than the other mobile phone solutions. Um, what, what do you think justifies that, or is it because it's, a, like you said before, you're forging ahead with a new um, type of operating system? Well, as as, the, as once again, first time, first solution uh, for, for uh, BlackBerry devices, it's a first screen reading solution. Uh, I've, as as, uh, as everybody knows, been long into the development process, uh, there's four uh, uh, businesses behind this, behind the development of this. So, of course, there's. Uh, we we wanted to make sure that we uh, we put we we were going to put the proper uh, expertise behind the development of this uh, this solution uh, to be able to have a good solution right from the get go, and once again build from that. So that 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 drive pretty much that's that's. I would say the key factor that uh, justified the price, and 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 uh, of course uh, for us it's it's and it's you know it's once again it's a business decision as to uh, how for the first introduction how can we. Uh, 
what what pricing what is a price point that makes sense for us to be able to uh, you know like any businesses to to be able to cover some of the expenses we've incurred and let's see how the market uh, the, 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 the the market reacts to this solution if it's a very good solution and we're seeing uh, people really get it being, uh, I would say, uh, more than interested in purchasing the solution as we're, once again, moving forward, we'll be definitely be able to offer a, uh, a solution at cheap, uh, a cheaper cost. Uh, that being said, uh, the one thing that we didn't necessarily mention in any of our communication as well is because we, we, this is something that we're working on the marketing side is with respect to volume. And of course, I'm talking more enterprise. Once again, with this first release, I'm not talking more enterprise uh, business deal. But if we're looking at corporate uh, large corporate government channels that are looking for volume uh, licenses for their their employees, visually impaired employees. There, we we do have uh, different pricing solution for that as well. But the 449. Uh, and I know that people once again compare it to what's available on the market right now. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't remember what Mobile Speaking Talks sold for when they first uh, they were first introduced to the market. But it was with the same strategy, saying you know you need to factor in all the development costs. Uh, and it's when it's not just from one company. You've got three and four different companies behind this. You need to be able to factor that in as well because it's adding to the cost and adding to the uh, the solution, adding to the cost of the solution you want to provide. Sure. Other talks uh, with any of the carriers as far as offering a, a bundled solution with a new contract or anything like that? We're absolutely doing, in the U.S., we're also looking in Europe, but in the U.S., we've approached uh, AT&T uh, and Verizon. Right now, we're, we're in negotiation with them. We're just talking. There, is, there, there has been any, no commitment from, from any front. Uh, we need to, uh, once again, look, talk with them and see if a ratio is a solution that they're uh, interested in, in providing to their visually impaired uh, customers or BlackBerry should say enterprise customers and uh, we'll definitely be able to announce any type of partnership that comes out of it but at this moment we're, we're I would say we're a, a negotiation uh, phase and uh, we uh, we don't I don't have any anything to um, how can I say this? I, I, I can't commit to any sure. anything that's been that's been discussed at this moment because there hasn't we haven't reached any decision with neither of the phone carriers. But uh, the two carriers I can tell you that we've uh, we've talked to and 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 made a little bit more progress is uh, AT and T and Verizon. Sure, sure. Uh, when it comes to uh, upgrades, as far as uh, there's I mentioned the manual also about minor versus major upgrades. Um, do you foresee some of these uh, fixes, such as like the HTML email or the web browser, or some of these things? Will these come out as a free upgrade, or is that something that people are going to have to pay for in addition to the license that they have now? Well, the the HT, HTML and and web browser, although those would be major upgrades, absolutely. This uh, and that's that's been a little bit part of our dis- communication from uh, earlier on when we we uh, introduced it uh, at NFB this summer, the NFB conference. Uh, we will make uh, the web browsing once it's available. That will be a free upgrade. We won't charge for that because we were we we've been announcing it as being of the first release, and then we had to backtrack a little bit based on the development uh, reality. Uh, and we, we were only able to offer partial support for the web and not full support. Uh, we are, once again, focusing on adding more devices right now, and the web browser is on the roadmap is our second uh, second priority to bring forth uh, to the market. So uh, HTML, 
that's a different story. Once again, this is something that we need to be able to look into. I'm not sure how fast we're going to be able to uh, adapt or, or uh, bring this into the accessibility application to be sure to uh, to have the client, uh, the user choose between you know plain text or HTML. But as that becomes available. Once again, that will definitely be a, a free upgrade that we will provide to the market. Sure. One more clarification about something that's been uh, a rumor that's been passed around. Is there an, an option to move uh, your license from one device to another? As you know, every year or two you get a new BlackBerry. Will there be options for that or? At this moment, and I'll be I'll be very honest. At this moment, no, because uh, once again, because the device, uh, the, the the software ratio software and the TTS is two separate application, it's impossible to uh, to move the license from one device to the next. Uh, we know that uh, you know users will will want to will want on average people will change their BlackBerry device uh, every eighteen to twenty four months, and this is definitely something that uh, that the marketing departments and the marketing uh, team will be looking into. Uh, right now, the, the communication is that, no, we cannot do this at this moment, but it, me it doesn't mean that within 18 to 24 months, we won't have a, a different solution for that. Uh, right now, the way it works is that every device uh, produce a, a unique code line or unique serial number for the that, we, that we need for the registration process, and that license becomes tagged with that given device. Okay. So it's impossible to you know, as I said, to take that to, to to take that license out and install it on a different uh, on a different device. All right. Uh, well, before we go, I wanted to give you a chance to respond to the uh, the accessible BlackBerry community and uh, Carlos Palomino about uh, the uh, your involvement on their mailing lists, or if you guys are going to have plans to add a uh, to have a BlackBerry support uh, mailing list for a ratio. Um, that's something that we've we've talked with Rim about. I, that's something I'll be honest with you. I need to re-engage. Uh, this is uh, we we are looking at our own, of course, news uh, news uh, what I call the newswire on black on on a ratio. Uh, I think. I, and I won't speak for RIM. This is something that RIM needs to decide on their side, uh, on their own, if they're going to be able to uh, provide and support such a, such a list. Uh, I know that they do have lists for for other accessibility solutions. So, once again, I'll I'll, I'll make a, a presumption here that it's something that they'll be they'll they might want to look into. I can say that the uh, the Erasure application will be available on uh, BlackBerry App World uh, by the end of the month, and that's probably what will will prompt uh, a discussion with REM to, uh, to look into a, an accessibility, uh, either blog or an accessibility newswire uh, on their side as well. But I, I know for them, respect to support as well on, on, on this. I mean, uh, REM will want to offer uh, the solution on their app world, but uh, the support for Ratio for BlackBerry comes from humanware. And of course, that, uh, you know, I would say that the, the humanware or Ratio newswire would probably be a more uh, per pertinent uh, site or, 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 or link for, for people that wants to know more about uh, a Ratio for BlackBerry. But of course, if they you know, they're seeking more information on the BlackBerry. They need to turn back to RIM because we we're not, we're right. not providing full information, full support on the device itself. Well, the Newswire—that's an announcement-only list, though, correct? Is there going to be a discussion list uh, for users? 
Oh, a discussion list. Okay, uh, that's something that I, I mentioned a little bit in the in the beginning. That's something that I would I, I'll want to do. Uh, Humanware will want to take uh, on on uh, responsibility for uh, most of our product. We've done we we try to do that as well, and we are definitely looking to set one up. I think right now it's a very early stage. Uh, I I did want, and it's my that's that's my decision to uh, wanted to wait until we released. Uh, the the software, but I do want to have uh, some a little bit more users uh, to be able to be on that list and, and people to share the information so that you know people wanting to to know more about it before they they they, they make uh, the purchase uh, will be able to refer to. But right now, as I said, it's very early into the uh, the product release, so I would say uh, this is something that we will want to set up uh, a month to two months uh, into after the release, post release, sure. uh, to have enough feedback or enough uh, people to uh, come on and, and, and comment about their experience with uh, a ratio for BlackBerry. Sure. As far as early adopters, have you had much discussion with the users over um, at AccessibleBB.com as far as uh, accessible BlackBerry users? Um, we, we, well, I would say, I mean, we've most, uh, we've discussed most of the, uh, the feedback was based on, uh, the, the, uh, the market, uh, testing, the market, uh, seeding we've done with, uh, uh, the, the beta testing. So I, I, I didn't, no, not, I didn't necessarily okay. got involved specifically with, uh, with BB.com, accessibilitybb.com. No. Okay. Um, Finally, who do you place blame as far as all the, the uh, delays that have been happening, or do you do you regret the timing of you know announcing the the product a year before it actually was released, or even more than that, or is there some things that you would have done differently looking back at it? Well, looking back at it, <laughs> that's a that's a tricky question here. Um, done things differently, I I would I would definitely have probably waited a little bit more. I know we've been we've been talking about this. This is something that's been uh, up in discussion with even before we started on the development side. Yeah, uh, I think that as I said earlier on uh, it was a learning experience for all parties and, and, and partners, partners involved in the development of this solution and of course uh, I think we, 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 we might have announced the, 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 the solution. We, we definitely wanted to let the people know that we were working on this. Uh, but, you know, we might have uh, the announcement and communication we, we took over the last year might have been a little bit too much oriented towards more of a we're almost ready to launch instead of just saying, this is what the development is all about. This is where we are. Uh, we should have probably talked a little bit more about the development side than uh, the coming to market. That's what I, I would have probably done differently. Uh, and, and yeah, as I said, not maybe not announce it, uh, uh, the sure. availability or, 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 yeah, availability of the product uh, or start, you know, building around this solution uh, as, as, as we did a year before the release. Uh, but... Uh, and I would say that's that's what I would have probably done differently. But as I said, the development side, the the, the development experience, uh, I'm not. There is nobody really to blame here, uh, because as I said, uh, working with four partners is very different than working on uh, with just one manufacturer on a um, I would say a platform that is well known to the market. That's uh, that you have different solution and an application that you can use uh, on your development side. Uh, with with this project 
we had to build pretty much everything from scratch. Everything from for all partners. All partners brought in something unique and and from 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 uh, I say scratch or the beginning because it was uh, unknown territory as we started the development of of this uh, this project. Sure. So so there's not really any blame to put on uh, a specific. Uh, I would say it's more out. The communication of it was done, and as I said, it would it probably should have been more around the development than trying to uh, to put a lot of emphasis on uh, the availability, uh, the soon soon to come availability of the product. Sure. Any final thoughts or a message that you would like to um, give to users? Well, as I as, and I'll, I'll I'll probably repeat myself from the beginning. Uh, all I can say is I can I I'm extending my gratitude uh, to all the partners involved in this because it's been a long process. Uh, Rim a Research in Motion, Code Factory has put in a lot of uh, and Human has put in a lot of resource, human resources, time, uh, and money as well. I think we 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 came and we're offering the market with a very stable and very good solution, although it is not necessarily. Our, fully oriented to uh, both enterprise and individual, I think a ratio for BlackBerry definitely brings a, a, a new uh, a new solution for uh, devices, BlackBerry devices that was not available uh, from the get-go. So we're very pleased with uh, the solution we're offering the market. And all I can say is humanware, research in motion, and code factory are definitely committed in supporting this uh, this application, building from it, from, from its original uh, and, and released um, platform, and being able to provide uh, much more solution, much more application. I know that there's been a lot of talks about third-party application not being supported. We will definitely look into this, but keep in mind that all the communication that we've done, we've said from the beginning, we never mentioned third-party application. We've always talked about core BlackBerry application. So we... we I want to tell. I want to. I want the market to know that we are going to be building from this. This is not just one release, and that's it. We're leaving the product as is. We are going to be introducing more devices uh, as Rim introduce them to the market. We will uh, work to support those not six months or eight months after, but we'll try to do that in a very quick matter. Uh, Rim stays committed, very committed uh, in in uh, working on their accessibility application that will provide us more access to uh, the uh, the. the the applications and and the pla- the uh, the Java platform, so that we can improve the solution that it's out there. And as I said, you got to look at this as being the first time solution for such uh, smartphone devices, and we can only build from there and 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 uh, and work towards making this solution very close to uh, the the talks and the mobile speaks uh, that uh, most users are uh, known and have been using uh, until now. Well, Michelle, I definitely appreciate your insight and uh, willingness to talk to our users today. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. That was Michelle Pepin, product manager for Humanware, talking about the release of a ratio for BlackBerry smartphones. If you wish to comment on this or any other posts that we make, just visit blindbargains.com. For Blind Bargains, I'm J.J. Meadow. This has been another exclusive audio podcast from Blind Bargains. Visit blindbargains.com for the latest technology deals, news, and interviews. So long. This week we're beginning a rather short series on using book transfer. That's the program that's associated with the Bookport Plus.
I thought it would be a good thing to actually do this because, for one thing, it's something that we promised that we would do at some point on Main Menu. And second, um, from being on not only the Bookport Plus mailing list, but also the Victor Reader Stream mailing list, there are constantly questions about file management, SD card management, that sort of thing. So in doing this series on the Bookport Plus book transfer software, we're going to also incorporate just a little bit of teaching on some terminology and um, what good file management means. So for some of you, some of this is going to be a little bit basic, but you have to understand that there are always new users. There are always people who maybe don't have some of the same background and some of the same knowledge that some of us who've been using computers for a little while have. And so I think it's a good thing to slow down sometimes, back up a little bit, and keep these people in mind as well and do some things that they can benefit from. So we're going to kind of kill two birds with one stone, and we're going to try to do that without stringing it out over too many weeks, um, and I think we can accomplish that. The first thing I think that's worth mentioning when we talk about book transfer is that this is something that is continued over from the original book port. One of the things that always impressed me about the original book port hardware was the PC interface software that went with the unit. And I always found the original book port transfer software to be very elegant, very well designed, and to actually uh, accomplish what it was supposed to accomplish very easily and um, very reliably. Now, if my memory serves correctly, it was not really possible to access the PC or to access the original book port from the PC without the book port transfer software. So you had to use the software in order to access the device. And I could be mistaken about that. I will certainly stand corrected if I'm wrong. But that's really not the important thing to discuss here. Because in the case of the Bookport Plus, it is not absolutely vital that you use Book Transfer. And the name of the software has changed, by the way. It is now referred to as Book Transfer. Some people will actually have both the Bookport Transfer program, because they still have an old Bookport, and the Book Transfer program that supports the new Bookport Plus. So it's important to keep those terms and those names straight. So it's possible on the new Bookport Plus to access the unit from Windows Explorer. In fact, you can do pretty much everything you need to do with the exception of one thing, and that's rather a major thing. It is my understanding that at this time it is not possible to update the firmware on the Bookport Plus without Book Transfer. Now for PC users, that isn't really a big deal because the program's quite small, it's easy to install, it's quite easy to use as we're going to see, and when it comes time to upgrade software and firmware, it's a very easy process. For Mac users, however, that may pose a little bit more of a problem because the Bookport Plus is usable with a Mac. In other words, you can access the device, you can move files to and from using um, Mac commands, but it is not at this time possible to update software and firmware 
I guess you wouldn't need to update software, but to certainly update firmware on Bookport Plus from the Mac, you'll have to use either Windows on a, on a Mac or use a Windows PC. Now, one would hope that at some point um, APH would be able to do something about that, uh, whether it's provide a download link for the firmware upgrade or port book transfer over to the Mac. Uh, but those those developers are cutting edge and they're very passionate about what they do. I have confidence that if time and resources allow at all, that they will they will take care of that situation for Mac users. Uh, but again, I do not speak for APH and I have not talked to them about that, so I'm just pretty much guessing at this point. Um, so I think what we'll do is actually just take a look at book transfer. We'll just kind of look through the program itself and then we'll actually transfer some content to Bookport Plus. So very simple objectives here. And as we do that we will talk about uh, file management as I promised. The Bookport Plus connects to the PC via a USB cable and I'm actually going to plug, or I'm going to unlock the uh, Bookport Plus, which is not absolutely necessary, by the way. I just have chosen to do that in this case. And then we will plug in the USB cable. The sound has played that the Bookport Plus has started up. BP Windows launcher. Connect. BP Launcher has come Studio up. Recorder book transfer overview.wav. Custom control. File name N. Edit box. Dialog book transfer look in I-50 user guide on selected list view 1 of 71. Okay, a couple things happened there. You heard the Windows Connect sound. Then you, um, Windowize actually gave focus to Studio Recorder for a second. Then you heard a little uh, ascending tone that let us know that book transfer had recognized Bookport Plus. So all is well at this point. I am currently in a list of files on a folder on my hard drive. Now one of the things that comes up on mailing lists is what's this concept of root directory um, or you know directories, folders, all these terms that we use. The root is the highest, the top level of files and folders either on a drive or in the case of the Bookport Plus on an SD card, or um, yes, an SD card. Uh, the Bookport Plus comes at the time of this recording with a two gigabyte SD card. Now I realize some of you may be using other storage media, but we won't get into that right now. We're just going to talk in terms of the SD card. So the root of the card, in the case of the SD card, would be the very top level of files and folders on the card. In the case of my hard drive, the root would be, again, the top level of files and folders on my hard drive. I'm actually in a folder on my hard drive. It happens to be my download folder, which is kind of um, a catch-all, which is probably not the best thing in the world to do, but that tends to be how I do it these days. And so uh, there are a few things in there, most of which are, are relevant, some of them are, are not, but um, suffice it to say, Book Transfer remembers where I was the last time on my PC, and it takes me right back to that folder. So that's where I always start out when I launch Book Transfer. Now we're just going to tab around here, and we're going to see 
what the program looks like. First of all, if we press the Alt key, System F pull down, Move M, Close C. We don't even have a menu, so that's how simple this program is. Menu closed. So we're just going to start tabbing around. Um, we know that we are right now in the list of files on my PC. So I press the tab key. File name in. Edit box. Uh, if I wanted to type a file name in there, I could, or if I highlight a file, it will show that. Files of type. Tbookport plus files.txt. Doc. Op. PDF. HTM. HTML. BRF. BRL. MP3. Wav combo box one of eleven. So it lets us um, see all the different types of bookport files that there are. Send this button. The send button, when you're on a file, and we'll actually do this later, you can either just simply press enter on the file, and it by default will send it to the bookport plus, or you can press alt s to send. Keep tabbing. Favorites are. Downloads and C program files audible programs. Combo box one of six. Favorites is a great feature of this program. If you have several folders on your PC that you go to frequently, Book Transfer will remember those folders for you, and you can just choose from a list of folders that you frequently access. And I use that all the time. So uh, if I maybe have, for example, I have a folder on my hard drive that I've called segments, which are things that I know I'm going to use for main menu, especially things that have been submitted by other people. And so I may store files in there for a while, and a lot of times I want to give something a listen, just just a very cursory listen, um, before I decide, you know, if it even needs editing or, um, you know, making sure that it's going to be suitable for for main menu and and I just want to just casually listen if I can use the word casually I guess uh, so I definitely all will send those files to a portable device so that I can be on the go and and listen as I as I go and then if I need to do some work on the file or whatever I can do some more serious listening later so um, you know I may jump to my segments folder for a, a minute or I may jump back to the audible downloads folder um, which if you are registered with audible.com if you have a, an account with them and you have the bookport plus activated that uh, favorite is already in book transfer so it's really easy to just go right straight to your audible downloads folder and you just transfer your audible files right over to the bookport plus and we may actually take a look at doing that here uh, later as well let's keep tabbing preview p read only edit box Preview is a great feature of Book Transfer. If we're looking at audio files, if we're highlighting audio files, we will begin to hear the audio file play. So maybe I have three or four podcasts that I want to listen to, and uh, maybe even I'm not sure exactly, because sometimes podcasts can have rather cryptic names, as you know, as you may know, and maybe I'm not exactly sure which one I, I really want to send over there. So uh, when I highlight files I begin to hear the audio and then when I'm happy with what I'm hearing I just hit the escape key and stop the playback if I'm looking at a text file or something like that well let me say also that even like if you're looking at an mp3 file 
If you go to the preview area with Alt P in, in this case, if you want to use the shortcut or you can just tab over, uh, then you can read things like uh, you know whatever is in the ID3 tag information. The time is shown, the um, artist name, that sort of thing. There's varying amounts of information that are identified with uh, with files and we'll take a look at that as well. If you're highlighting a text file for example you can actually look at the text of the file in this preview area so that you can you can see what it is that you're getting ready to highlight or to send over to Bookport Plus. Let's keep tabbing. Bookport Plus folder D. Edit box. Now D is the accelerator key so I would press um, Alt D to jump to this area and um, right now backslash. it backslash. just says backslash because I am in the root of my SD card so I'm as high as I can go in the level of files and folders on my SD card. Um, I could type a file name if I wanted to and jump right to that or I probably should say a folder name and jump right to that folder so for example if I wanted to if I knew that I was going to be transferring a whole bunch of content over to my podcasts folder on my SD card I could just jump to this edit box and just simply type podcasts and press enter and uh, I would be able to then be confident that the files I, that I transferred would go to that folder. Let's press tab. Files F. PTRinfo.html. No selected item multi selection list box 1 of 11. Alright, so there are 11 files and folders in the root of my SD card. And you'll notice that the uh, shortcut was Alt F. Um, so if I want to quickly jump to this list of files on my SD card, that's the command that I use. So let's just kind of look down this list. Recent titles dot that. Two of eleven. Alaska House folder. Three of eleven. Alaska House folder. I'm actually playing uh, for a variety show, and I'm learning a bunch of music uh, for that. Alaska House is the name of the venue that I'm playing, and so I have created a folder on my SD card called Alaska House, and I'm putting music in that folder. So it's with me on on Bookport Plus. Uh, anywhere I go, I can. I have some time I can quickly take a listen to some to music and that's where we'll stop for this time next time we'll continue to look through this uh, dialogue and we'll see what we find when we continue to tab around we'll take a look at the options button and look and see what's in there and uh, then eventually we'll get to some file transfer so I hope you've enjoyed this first installment of book transfer That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.